Hello, and welcome to Objective Health. I'm your host, Tiffany, your maskless, faceless host, Tiffany, <laughs> and joining me in our virtual studio from all around the planet, we have Doug, Elliot, and Erica. Hello. Hello. And as always, keeping us organized in the background is Damien. Hey, hello. <laughs> So today, our topic is going to be Operation Warp Speed, or as we like to call it, Operation Warped Speed, because these people are absolutely nuts, and <laughs> they're sending us hurtling into an uncertain future where all of our rights will be taken away from us. Well, that's probably the one certainty. But at any rate, a couple of months ago, President Trump announced that there would be starting an operation called Operation Warp Speed. Um, the goal of this operation is to deliver 300 million doses of a COVID-19 vaccine by January of 2021. They wanna quickly ramp up the production, organize distribution and determine who gets the first doses of whatever vaccine or vaccines they choose to make available to the public. Um, another objective, like a, a slower rollout, is to make 100 million doses of the vaccine available by this November, 200 million doses by December, and 300 million doses by January, which is a lot of doses. Mm -hmm. What is the population of the US? Like 350 Something million like people? Yeah. <laughs> So basically, they're aiming to vaccinate pretty much every man, woman, and child in the country. Um, and like all other government operations throughout history, like, say, uh, Operation Northwoods, Operation Paperclip, Operation Mockingbird, mm -hmm. and I think Israel had Operation Cast Lead, all these operations and projects never mean good things for the population at large. So we cannot expect anything good to come from this Operation Warp Speed. My first question is regarding this operation. Well, I have a couple of questions. Why is the military involved? <laughs> and what exactly does delivery mean? Like, do we need delivery from the military? Like, do they mean um, the military is going to be involved in logistics and shipping these vaccines to health departments or hospitals or doctor's offices or whatever? Or does delivery mean Forced. delivering this injection directly into the arms of the people, whether they want them or not? Well, what do the, you guys think? There are several players who have basically injected billions of dollars um, into this fast-tracking of the vaccine, right? So not only have you had governments, but you've also had the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And mm. so the idea is is to get the vaccine, what ordinarily would take sometimes years in terms of vaccine development to make sure that this thing is safe, uh, you've had this fast-track there's lots of inherent problems with that. But I would imagine that if you have 
An organization or institution like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, who clearly have vested interests in having as many people as possible globally, and also in the US, um, being injected with this vaccine, then I would imagine that Delivered is probably um, going to involve some kind of encouragement, if not if not being outright forced onto people. Um, and it, especially when you have the military involved, <laughs> it could go either way, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not just like you're setting up free little tents in your neighborhood with happy nurses um, offering anyone <laughs> to come into the tent and have their vaccine if they so please. <laughs> when this is a military operation, <laughs> I mean... What's the purpose of the military, right? These are going to be armed. They're going to be trained. Um, and if they receive orders, they generally fulfill those orders. So I guess whether this is going to be forced on the people is going to depend on whether orders come on from up high as to whether they are essentially told to. Uh, the problem is, and the, I think the danger here, is that when you have the military involved... <laughs> The military have guns. People are scared of the military. Um, <laughs> they could, at any point, f- quite easily force it onto large numbers of the population, um, and people would generally have little protection against that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it could be also a very sly way of getting the military onto the streets of America. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And maybe in a way, like asking the question was stupid because it seems a little obvious to me that this is a war against the people. So in any war, you would need military involvement. Mm. So there you go. But speaking of Bill Gates, because you can't mention COVID-19 without mentioning Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have Dr. Fauci, one of Bill Gates' besties. And we'll just play a little clip of him talking about Operation Warp Speed. You know, I think there were some good intentions about using the word warp speed, but I myself flinched a little because I know that people might think it's reckless because it's warp speed. It isn't. There are risks, but the risks are all financial risks. And that's what people need to understand. They're not compromising the safety at all, nor, they're comprom- nor is their compromise of scientific integrity. When you do a vaccine under non-emergent conditions, there are various steps. And because companies make investments in this, what they do is they don't make an investment in this step until they're pretty sure this step works. And then they go to the next step. And one of the most important steps is when you start re- you know, gearing up to make many, many doses. You're not going to make an investment of a half a billion or more dollars to produce doses unless you know it works. So what this particular program says, we're going to assume it's going to work. So we're going to put investment in preparing the sites for a phase three even before we knew that the phase one was successful. We're going to be making doses even before we know it's effective. So what you're doing is you're cutting down on time, but you're not cutting down on the process of safety and science. So if you lose, the only thing you lose is a lot of money. Now, nobody likes to lose a lot of money, but we feel we'd rather lose a lot of money and gain four, five, six, seven months than 
have a result and have to wait four, five, six, seven months to get the vaccine. Bullshit. Whatever, Fauci. Yeah, I was just going to say, on that note, like money, Americans are paying for this. Yeah, that's our money that's being wasted. Mil- bil- million so far? Well, um, it's even like on the face of it, that's not true. Like if you read about the different things that they're skipping in order to fast track this vaccine, one of them is animal trials. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're skipping over the animal trials altogether and going straight to human trials. How is how is that not compromising safety? <laughs> well, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Uh, I don't know. One of one of the concerning things, comments that he made, like this was going to be all financial risks, as if there is no risk at all to the people that these vaccines are going to be injected to, into. But then he says, like, these researchers who are working on this vaccine start with the assumption that the vaccine is going to work. That's their big problem right there at the get go, because you can't start with that assumption because that colors everything that you do after that. Like, you think there's going to be some lone researcher that says, "Uh oh, wait, look at this. Look at this uh, result that we got from one of these trials. Like, am I going to say something and compromise the entire operation or am I just going to keep quiet and shove it under the rug? Yeah, but if they've got good intentions, then that's all that matters, right? (laughs) right. (laughs) It's it's okay to make assumptions. They're injecting the intention into you. Yeah, it's okay to make assumptions as long as you have good intentions. And if a couple people die, then that doesn't really matter because as long as you had good intentions and what you wanted to happen... you thought might happen even if it doesn't happen then that's not really your responsibility that's what people need to understand is that um these they they these these kind of players they they have our best interests at hand and so we should uh you know we 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 should we should listen to everything they say and follow their orders well well another thing that's interesting is that the um at least in the u.s that service members the military will be the first americans to receive this vaccine. And it's kind of interesting to think about that because enlisted soldiers actually don't have any rights to refuse vaccination based Mm on uh, philosophical or religious exemptions. Yeah, they got rid of that in 1998, didn't they? Yeah. So these (laughs) basically, they're the guinea pigs. And for some of our listeners who may not have been old enough to remember the Gulf War, the first Mm -hmm. Gulf War, They did the exact same thing to the troops in the Gulf War. They became guinea pigs, uh, received experimental vaccines such as anthrax and botulism, and um, they weren't approved by the FDA. And so they basically suffered pretty serious side effects, but uh, neurological problems, bleeding, and um, it was a miserable, abysmal failure but because they tested soldiers, they didn't really have to release that information. And, um, you know, now there's a link, what, 20 plus years later between squalene that they used in these vaccines and Gulf War syndrome. And um, there's a link if our listeners are interested, it's called Gulf War Syndrome, United States Veterans Suffering from Multiple debilitating uh, symptoms and that was Gary Knoll wrote about and it's quite interesting to go back and read because you realize that the U.S. military will be the guinea pigs and then they can say well see these guys got it so you can get it and it's safe 
And this well, has happened on multiple occasions before, right? There have been so many different incidences or incidents of um, of vaccine injury. Um, and I think it's particularly pertinent on this topic in the context of um, this Operation Warp Speed. It turns out that Operation Warp Speed... Um, the the guy who's been appointed to essentially direct this, uh, he is his name. He was appointed by Jared Kushner, which is Trump's son-in-law. Um, mm-hmm. But his name is Slawi. Slawi. I don't know if you pronounce it that. Monsef Slawi. Monsef Slawi. Yeah. However you pronounce it, um, he's Moroccan, born in the U.S. And so he's got a little bit of a shady history. Um, he was shocking. <laughs> um, from 2006 and to 2017, Sly was the chairman of the Global Research and Development and Vaccines at GlaxoSmithKline. Uh, major, major multinational pharmaceutical company, which we've spoken about many times. So he sat on the company's executive team and the board of directors. So this guy was pretty high up and he had quite a bit of power at the company. So while he was at that company, he headed the development of a vaccine uh, for HPV, which is the human papilloma virus uh, related to cervical cancer. And that was called Cervarix, okay? Now, this was tied to multiple multiple deaths, um, crippling effects, neurological issues, long-term chronic health issues, chronic, complex regional pain syndrome, chronic fatigue syndrome. Apparently, these side effects exceeded any other vaccine, okay? Um, and so... They uh, trialed this vaccine. They essentially were using this... Uh, among Indian villages, and they were administering it to girls um, and essentially using them as guinea pigs. Um, the the funders of the research which uh, led to this vaccine was no other than the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So this Slawi has uh, several ties to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, but essentially, um, there was a lot of shady business going on whilst he was um, kind of at the head of the the, the, the vaccine development. And um, lots of side effects, and it actually turned out that it hadn't really be, been t- tested for safety. Um, and so he's got a very poor track record in terms of creating a safe vaccine. And this is mm-hmm. the guy that has been appointed to head the coronavirus vaccine development. So it's like, hmm. He's the czar. (laughs) Maybe this isn't a good idea. You know, maybe this is a bit of a stupid idea. Well, he's got an even more checkered past, too, because he also, like, oversaw the development of the Pandemarex vaccine for the swine flu back in 2009, when everybody was shrieking about uh, massive death tolls that never actually materialized. And that ended up giving people brain damage, like thousands of people, 80% of them children, apparently. Um, and the NHS is even like still involved in lawsuits with their, um, uh, with some of their staff members who were injured by the vaccine. Um, and of course, um, GlaxoSmithKline doesn't have to deal with any of that because, uh, they get indemnity from, uh, any kind of vaccine injury. So yeah, this guy, 
his track record is is not great, to put it extremely yeah. mildly. Well, he was on the board of directors at Moderna too, and Mo- Moderna, I don't think they've ever put out a vaccine until now where they're trying to no, they uh, put out a COVID vaccine. So they're one of the favorites to like be at the top as far as this Operation Warp Speed goes. But Slowey was on their board of directors at one point. And interestingly enough, uh, Moderna has received over $20 million, $20 million from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation over the years for research. So and four hundred eighty-three yeah. million in federal funding. Yeah, and this guy still holds ten million dollars worth of stocks in yeah. Moderna. So talk about nice. conflict of interest, right? Yeah. You appoint a guy to uh, basically, um, you know, uh, direct the operation of administering a vaccine on mass. And the guy has major investments in one of the main companies who are coming up with a vaccine and is likely going to profit significantly from that company's vaccine. I mean, how like openly corrupt can he get? Yeah, totally. Like, it's not even this isn't even a secret. It's not even like a conspiracy theory. This is completely known. And yet no one is asking questions. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, there was an article actually on RT um, called Trump's Warp Speed Vaccines Are Oversaw an Infamously Botched Vaccination. Wonder why a third of Americans want to dodge this one. Um, And in it, um, it's written by um, a really good journalist, actually, Helen Buiniski, I think is how you pronounce her name. And kind of towards the end of the article, she's talking, she uh, quotes... uh, a tropical disease specialist named Peter Hotez, a tropical disease specialist named Peter Hotez, um, and he's actually one of the ones who worked on a vaccine for SARS, which actually got shelved because it didn't work. And he actually tested before Congress um, that the SARS vaccine effort ended badly um, for the experimental animals because basically they fell, uh, they they developed a condition called immune enhancement, um, which basically means that they actually develop. Uh, an often fatal version of the disease that they're vaccinating against. So you're vaccinating against mm-hmm. SARS and the animals end up getting a, a bad version of SARS. Um, and he, they quote him as saying, or she quotes him as saying, I understand the importance of ac- accelerating timelines for vaccines in general, but from everything I know, this is not the vaccine to be doing it with. Um, that's something that, it, that was in a, a Reuters, uh, in, or, sorry, Reuters interview. Um, and he says that the record for vaccine development is four years. Mm-hmm. So just to give you an idea of how much they're trying to, they're basically trying to increase the speed by, what would that be, 400%, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and the idea that they can do that safely and the only risk is a financial one, uh, <laughs> yeah, my BS detector is going off the charts right now. Yeah, I mean, this is faster not... than the speed of light. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is warp speed BS detector, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 um... Well, we don't have to worry about these animals coming up with, you know, super immune system problems because that whole skip step has been skipped. Yeah. 
they don't have to test it on animals. They're going straight to the human beings. Yeah, I mean, well, this that's is, great. This is why it's so Thanks dangerous. Thanks to that right? fast tracking designation, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, create a pandemic and then provide the solution and and force it on people because now it's becoming, oh, well, you won't have to wear that pesky mask when the mm -hmm. vaccine happens. You know what I mean? And everything can open up again and we'll all be free. This, when you're dealing with an mRNA vaccine, it's never been done. Yeah. So mm -hmm. even if this was a normal vaccine, one year or 18 months is still too short, right? Mm -hmm. But this is a completely different animal. You're comparing apples and oranges. Mm -hmm. This is something that has never been done before. The, the, the potential for this to go wrong is so high like unbelievably high um and there are so many dangerous it dangers associated with this um it's sheer arrogance it's sheer hubris demonstrated by those such as fauci and those who are directing this and are trying to convince the public that this is a good and a safe idea um and again it's based on assumptions and it's based on supposedly good intentions. But, I mean, yeah, there's just so many ways that this could go wrong. It, it, it's, it's, it, it boggles the mind how, how they're even um, able to, to go forth with this. Well, another thing to consider is, I mean, if we assume that they didn't already have a vaccine just waiting in the pipeline for something like this to happen, if we take them at their word that they didn't, which I don't, uh, <laughs> I'm just guessing that they probably already had something. We have no idea what is really in here. I think they've been wanting to experiment with DNA or RNA vaccines for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. They have all of this CRISPR technology that they can use and they want to put to use. And of course, there's a huge money-making scheme on their parts. But I think that all of this, like this whole waiting, oh, you know, this is warp speed. We'll try and get the vaccines out by the end of the year, the beginning of 2021. Let's hurry up and do this so we can all get back to normal. I think this is all just a, a big part of the whole COVID-19 vaccine theater that we're all being forced to watch and participate in, whether we want to or not. But really, I think the whole argument about, you know, is this going to be safe or is it going to be tested enough? I think it's, it's pretty much no point in arguing that because, in my opinion, all vaccines are crap. It doesn't matter how long it took for them to develop this particular vaccine, whether it took four months or four years or 10 years. No vaccines are safe and effective, and especially this one because it's an entirely new kind of mRNA vaccine. Mm -hmm. So... You know, if they test it for a few months or a few years, it doesn't matter. They're not going to do any uh, stringent trials. They're not going to do any uh, controlled, what do they call it? The double blind controlled, yeah. randomized controlled tri trials that they for use vaccines. for vaccines. They're not going to do that. So this whole argument is of, is it going to be safe? Is just unnecessary and this vaccine out of all the vaccines that are crappy i think one this one is going to be like the, the worst vaccine ever <laughs> <laughs> and just incidentally if people don't know no they've never tested an mrna vaccine before but they've also never tested a coronavirus vaccine in humans before 
So they're, yeah. they're, they're, you know, there's a couple of different milestones they've decided to just uh, jump straight to at this point with this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing is too, just even calling it a vaccine, um, you know, protects the pharmaceutical and biotech companies from any liabilities under the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986. So there we can basically experiment on Mm -hmm. everyone. And oh, if there's a bad side effect, well, they're not liable. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I guess that didn't work. You know what I'm saying? So they, they basically are given free reign to use people's fear uh, to experiment on them, starting with the U.S. military and then all the citizens. And then if something really bad happens, like you have an epidemic outbreak of autoimmune issues, which we already see in children, um, then they're not liable for it. Oh, well, I guess it didn't work. And they won't even come out and say that, you know, we'll just, Mm. oh, it's those anti-vaxxers are crazy. You know what I mean? They don't know what they're talking about. And so that is scary. Like if you or I were to do that as a business owner, we could spend the rest of our lives in jail and definitely not be able to run a business, Mm -hmm. but they have immunity. So why would they have a conscience about it? I mean, they're just going to move forward, you know, Yeah, because they know they're not going to get in trouble for it. Exactly. And this is how they can come out with language. Like we can assume it's safe and we intend that it will be safe and we have good intentions and all of this basically fluffy language, right? So that if things do go wrong, one, they have no liability. So they know for a fact that they do not have to um, pay for the consequences of their actions. They've got no skin in the game. And Two, they can knowingly distribute a vaccine which they perhaps know is not safe for many people. Mm -hmm. And yet, if there are problems which crop up down the line, they can easily fall back on the, um, you know, on the narrative of, oh, we made a mistake. We are sorry, but we had good intentions and we needed to get this out to keep everybody safe. And people will just buy that, right? And so, um, again, no skin in the game, no responsibility. Mm -hmm. They can do whatever they want and there are no consequences for their actions. Um, So, Well, it's like they do with the flu vaccine every year. Oops, sorry. um, This was actually the wrong strain of the flu vaccine that's in there versus the one that's going around transmitting from person to person. Uh, well, we made a mistake. We'll try and do better next year. But another thing to uh, consider is, I mean, the COVID-19, I'm using quotations here, that is going around is obviously not deadly, like they're saying. Like a bunch of old people die, but who's to say I mean, the num- they screw up the numbers so much. They're classifying everything as a COVID death. You can't trust anything they're saying. But what if they were to say, like once they start introducing this vaccine, they can say, oh, wow, the COVID-19 vaccine has mutated. You know, this whole second wave that Bill Gates and everybody is talking about is supposed to be coming down the pipeline. I mean, the thing that's going on right now, this is probably just a trial run, just to see what they can get away with, see how many people they can force to wear masks and to quarantine themselves and just totally 
redo the fabric of society. But then when they introduce a vaccine, they could say that it mutated. They could say it's now deadly, which it will be. I mean, if all the ingredients that we read about are actually going to be in this vaccine and it's actually going to alter your DNA. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are going to be seriously harmed and mm-hmm. a lot of people are probably going to die from this vaccine, but they could just say it mutated into a, a very bad strain. Mm-hmm. And there you go. I mean, they won't get in trouble anyway, no matter which way it goes, but I mean, we're the ones who are going to suffer, yeah. but they'll make their money back. And then some, <laughs> A lot more probably. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's 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 really the most important thing, right? If they make the money back, if they yeah. consolidate power, then I mean a couple of deaths, a couple of disabilities don't really matter in the big scheme of things, right? No, it's true. just the mm-hmm. necessary uh, collateral damage, right? Yeah. Because you you have to achieve your goals and and whatever <laughs> you know unfortunate consequence will the some people will die, right? That's not a problem in these yeah. people's eyes. They they don't really care about humans. They don't really care about human suffering. They don't really have the intention of improving the health in general of people. Mm-hmm. Um, they are simply concerned with consolidating power, gaining more power, mm-hmm. um, and it, that that inevitably involves money. Um, but there's also deeper aspects of that, right? And so... I mean, when you're dealing with people like that, and the majority of people cannot get their head around that kind of psychology, I mean, it's it's collectively it it's it's it, it, it yields a situation where people are going to be susceptible to mass suffering on a wild scale, wild scale, wide scale. Well, well, when you consider warp speed and what that actually means, it the implication is is that you're going somewhere. Mm. very fast so these people are trying to warp speed us into a new world order over a cliff they want it to happen (laughs) yeah they want it to happen uh, as fast as possible they want to consolidate and get that final grasp on power so they can i don't know create their heaven on earth which will be hell on earth for everybody else Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so and when, uh, what, one last thing that I'd like to remind our listeners is that back in 2010, Bill Gates called for the decade of vaccines. So they got to warp speed that vaccine before 2020 ends. Otherwise, his <laughs> predicament, his They'll prediction. Be off <laughs> yeah, off true. schedule. <laughs> yeah, the prediction that he is going to force into actually happening. Not quite a prediction. But at any rate, um Anybody else have anything to add before we wrap it up for today? Nope. Okay, so there it is, folks. Operation Warp Speed. We'll see what the final uh, destination will be, as if we have any choice other than to look at it. Just keep your eyes open. And uh, thanks for listening. Hit the like and subscribe if you feel the need to do so. And we will see you next time with a brand new show. Have a good day, everybody. everybody. Excellent. Bye-bye.